This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Mint Mobile. Stay tuned for our special offer at the end of the show that will save you some money. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Thursday, January 26, 2023, and I have the excellent Rich Woods here of XDA. Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am hanging in there. It feels like October right now. I don't know for you, but like in terms of workload, like we have all these embargoes, <laughs> all this stuff coming up. Like there's I, I can't, so much going on. I can't even. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. Yeah, right it's now. it's definitely a lot, and there, like there's so much going on that we're just not going to be able to talk about, and that's so frustrating. Well, we can both say that we have one plus elevens. At least we can say mm. that. I posted a photo, so you're gonna have to stay tuned because I can't really tell you anything else. I don't have one. I. <laughs> I, I, uh, we, Did you, you know, delegate that one too? I, I delegated it, and then earlier this week, I I sent an email. I'm like, can I, can I have one too? So I'm having, I'm gonna get one tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> well, OnePlus is always very generous. So yeah, they're great. Thankfully, you're in good hands. So hey, before we continue, I just want to kind of do a bit of house announcements, like you know, a theater analogy I can make here. But I want to remind everyone that. Um, Mint Mobile is on your sponsor and they're really cool. And there's a little blurb at the end of the podcast that I'll insert, but I've been using it as my kind of my second SIM because T-Mobile is still my main carrier and Mint rides on T-Mobile and you can pay as little as $15 a month to get data. So if you're like me and you have review units or multiple phones and you just want to eat a little bit of data on the side and you don't want to go full on with like Fi or T-Mobile and you, you like T-Mobile service, Mint is your solution. I just want to bring that up because you should check out the deal. It's, it's a really good deal. So look into it. And then also want to remind everyone of the Patreon because I don't seem to get a lot of traction on Patreon. And I do need your help, folks, because I can't do this podcast financially without your help. So consider helping me out through Patreon or through the PayPal donation at the end of the show. And uh, patreon.com slash tankgirl is URL. There's a bunch of stuff there, including a video version of the podcast you can get ahead of time, ahead of the public audio version. So consider helping me out. I'll repeat all this at the end, but I kind of wanted to put it back in here. Housekeeping. That's the word I was looking for. Housekeeping. has nothing to do with theater. I don't know what I'm talking about, Rich. (laughs) Anyway, so we want to talk about the news have been kind of thin, but there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Last week, we talked a lot about the Macs, you know, the M2 MacBook Pros and the Mac Minis. Yeah, I've heard about those. Yeah, right? (laughs) And then now the reviews are out, and I kind of want to have your thoughts on that. Then there's like a bunch of kind of related things. We're going to talk about some more CS stuff I didn't cover. Like those LG Gram laptops are Mm. really cool, and you really got into them. And I've played with them, and I really like them too. Then there's the Red Magic 8 Pro review that's out for some people. I'm still working on mine. Stay tuned. And we can maybe talk about that briefly. And then there's a whole bunch of OnePlus related rumors and leaks and teasers because well guess what like i can't tell you anything about the phone the buds Mm. but we can kind of talk about the leaks and rumors and other things (laughs) and that's basically it in a nutshell the razor edge is out so let's start with that maybe the razor edge 5g is out on verizon for ten dollars a month 
Is that two-year commitment for the $10 a month? I think it is. It might be three. 36, you're right, it's three years. Yeah. Okay, so it's $600 if you buy it up front. Um, And then they didn't mention anything about the data plan. Do you know? No, I'm sure it's just, it's a standard data. Yeah, I was scanning the Twitters this morning and the Twitters said that $30 a month, their standard rate for a tablet is what it's going to be. So, oof. Honestly, look, I, I don't know about you, but I would wait for the Wi-Fi version. I hate to say this kind of, but you're tethering off your phone if you have to, done, you know? You know, I'm a big fan of cellular products. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but like realistically, with the kind of pricing you're seeing here, and then you have your yeah. choice of carrier too, you're not stuck with Verizon, you know? Well, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, there's a seamless experience to be had with 5G. It's true. Your your cloud your cloud gaming with a handheld device. So, if you want a handheld device, presumably you want to be able to do it from anywhere, right? And and you know, I, I agree. A, but a I'm pain just saying, point like, associated with with hotspot. I think for some people, it's not going to be an issue at all to pay ten dollars a month or six hundred dollars, and to continue paying thirty dollars a month after that. I think but it I depends on how that, serious you are about. Yeah, about and I also to. think it it depends on how your budget looks like. If yeah. if you feel this. Encouraged by these numbers, be aware mm. that there will be a Wi-Fi version. Be aware that mm. you'll be able to tether it off your existing phone. Yes, the experience won't be as sleek, but you'll still get ninety-nine percent of the experience, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it. I, I guess it all depends on on how how often you plan on being out and about, right? Are you excited about this? Are you getting one to review? Uh, we are getting one to review. I don't have time anymore, Miriam. Well, I know, Rich, but I'm <laughs> asking because you know that's I my know, point. I know, but it, it hurts my soul to to have to always have to say like, no, not me. This time. I f- <laughs> I feel you, but as the editor in chief, you have first yeah. pickings, right? So right, maybe right. I thought you decided a while back. Yeah, this one I'm going to take, right? I know. So you know, um, I I am I am very excited about it. I've 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 used it. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. Like the screen looks great. It's cool that you can pop it out of the controller, right? It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a really. That's good... what I like about it because you know mm-hmm. I'm not as hardcore of a gamer, so I want to be able to use it as a tablet from time to time. Yeah. And you know, like it's either that to me or the Steam Deck right now. I suppose you you have the Switch as well, OLED, but that's a whole different like kind of ecosystem, right? Like all right. three of them are kind of a very different ecosystem. So I'm more into this. This is more like it's an Android device. Mm-hmm. It'll fulfill my Android love and need and constant coddling that I require from my Android. I just, I really love where like the whole space is going with cloud gaming. And there there's just such a variety of devices that can be used. And it's just, it's just expanding. Like more and more things are coming out. You have more choices. I love choice, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um and, and you can game you can game however you want to game. You could be a casual gamer, you could be a cloud gamer and game from anywhere you want in the world. You I just want to play Pokemon yeah. on that thing. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. With the controllers. Nice. I know I'm just joking. I, I don't know if I but whatever, you get the idea. Look, I'm super excited. I think it's ten dollars a month for three years is is actually pretty decent. Like if you, you know, I'm not a big fan of the subsidy kind of model. I'd rather pay up front yeah. because my budget allows me to do that. But if you, like, I can just imagine, right, if you're a teenager or something, you want this bad and somehow your parents are willing to add the data to the family plan, you can talk them into that as a birthday gift. Now you just have to earn $10 a month for the next three years to own this thing and enjoy it. 
And that's very feasible when you're working at McDonald's part-time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's kind of why I'm excited about the $10 a month. Because that's better than I thought, honestly, for what you're getting. Like, a, a good yeah. phone is going to be at least $25 a month, right? Right. On a two-year right. plan, maybe, but whatever. Yeah. So. Also, uh, uh, first uh, Snapdragon uh, G3X. Yeah, which they really that's never kind of an about. interesting thing. I know, we never think about that. I always think of this as being some kind of... Well, Qualcomm never talked about it. Do you remember when they announced it? And they're like, oh yeah, we're not talking speeds and feeds about this. I know, like, it's so it's weird gaming because, trip. you know, here, you know, this kind of is a good segue for the Red Magic because here I have the Red Magic 8 Pro with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 and a, you know, fan cooling, 20,000 RPM. You can turn it on or off. And you're like asking yourself, is this going to be better than the Razer Edge? I mean, the Razer Edge definitely some ergonomics and gaming optimizations here, even more yeah. so than the Red Magic, which has shoulder buttons and stuff. But I feel like, okay, get one of those Razer grips, you know, the ones that let you mm-hmm. uh, add the controls to the side of your phone. Get that. Yeah. The one and that then, the one that wraps around the yeah. the edge. <laughs> yeah, basically. Get that and get a red magic or get that and get the Razer Edge 5G. That's the question now, right? Like But the difference is at ten dollars a month for three years, that's three hundred and sixty dollars, which is awesome. Right? And then the the Red Magic 8 Pro is what, six fifty? Six plus the cost of the controller. Yeah. So you're right. So yeah. Although that is a full on phone. So Right. Right. So you could potentially make that your main device, maybe. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, since I'm reviewing it, no. no. <laughs> like, look, here's the thing. Let's let's quickly talk about this. I absolutely love the design of that phone. It is stunning in person. I have it here in my pocket. And since people are watching the Patreon, hopefully, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to shake it out of its case. It's got a little plastic case. And of course, Skype is going to try to like hide this from you guys. But look at this thing. Look at it. That's nice. Look at the bezels on this thing. It's insane. It's less than two millimeters on the side and top and a little over two millimeter on the bottom. And it just looks like a, you know, look at that. It looks like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, a slab of just screen. It's like yeah. we're as close as we can get here to the edgeless, you know, bezel-less display. It's, um, it's kind of crazy in that sense. And on top of that, it's a, it's everything that we like about Red Magic. The pricing is good. The hardware is built incredibly well, and it's got incredible cooling. It, I, my so far my benchmarks, I'm seeing like minor, like maybe two three percent, like decrease in performance after twenty minutes. Wow! Like when it's not on the fan. On the fan, it stays to like ninety nine point nine. That's wild. Yeah, and that was the case last year with the seven on the eight. Gen 1 and the 7S on the 8 Plus Gen 1. But this is just like another dimension, I feel. And, you know, the only thing that sucks about this phone, like every year, I mean, this one also has a 6,000 milliamp hour battery this year. 6,000. It's like, yeah, you know, 65 watt charging. So the only problem is the software is always a mess with Red Magic. Yeah, like, really, bad. there's bugs, there's mistranslations. It just, this year seems worse. Like for a while they were getting a little better. Like last year I thought like this, the Red Magic 7 about a year ago, I was like, oh, they finally are fixing their software. And this year I'm just like, oh, you totally rushed this out. It's so bad. And I've had a few updates since, so maybe they're fixing them. But the reality is this, you buy this phone, don't expect updates. This is the kind of phone you're going to keep for six months, a year and buy the new Red Magic. So they should really have one of those subscription-based things, kind of mm. what I think. 
you know? Yeah. But anyway. I see that Adam wrote this unlikely to get updates. <laughs> yeah. And he's right. And then the cameras are very mad. Like we're talking, there's a whole bunch of mid range phones out there from Realme and Redmi and others that are going to be better than this. Just warning you, like this is almost unacceptable for a flagship the camera mm. system. It's fine. Like it takes photos that are usable, but when you see what you get out of, as I said, like a $500 phone, like never mind the Pixel 7, but even like the Nothing Phone 1 or the OnePlus Nord that's sold in Europe or like some of the Realmes and Redmes and Pocos, like forget it. You're not even in that league. You're worse than Moto. I haven't heard the term sticker cam yet. Oh, uh, there is one, of course. Yes. It's a, it's a two megapixel <laughs> sticker cam macro. macro. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to rob it's me important. up, aren't you? Um, no, but look, the reality is is worse than Moto. That tells mm. you everything you need to know. It does. So look, the price is right. The performance is off the effing charts. It is so fast, so good, so sleek. And that that design, oh my God, it just feels like we were dreaming and salivating for years to have a bez essentially a bezel-less. I know it's not really bezel-less, but it's as bezel-less as it can get. Phone in our hands. And I think it's exaggerated by the completely rectangular shape of it. It's like it's flat on every six sides. There is, other yeah. than the camera pod, nothing sticks out. Remember the old Red Magic? They had like curves and, and sculpted parts. No, none of that BS. It's just a slab. And... Because of that, like if you look last year's 7S had an under-display camera like this and had had very little bezel. The Galaxy phones, like the S series, have very little bezel. The iPhones have very little bezel too. But if you look this, because it's so rectangular, it really just feels like a screen is floating in your hand. I don't know how to explain it. It's unreal. And that's what I love about it. I'm picky. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited here. about this now. <laughs> You got to try to get it from, from Red Magic or someone just to play with it briefly. Yeah. Anyway, very cool phone. Price is right. Software sucks. Camera sucks. Everything else about it is absolutely bonkers. It doesn't have wireless charging, but you know that already. It does have trigger buttons. It has, you know, that fan that can really bring you to like sustained performance for hours. And with 6,000 milliamp hour battery, literally you can have that fan on on max while playing like asphalt, like for multiple hours and be happy as a pie and good speaker stereo. Um, front camera is under display like last year's 7S and it's better quality, but it's, you don't want to take selfies of that thing. <laughs> like it's so, it's still really quite bad. Like under display cameras are improving clearly much better than last year, but still nowhere near uh, what you expect. But I want to point out for those of you who are like, oh, a gaming phone with the under display. What about the area where the camera is it's going to be compromised? You know, like if you look at a Galaxy Z Fold 3 or Z Fold 4, you can really see mm -hmm. the hole where the... No, you can't see anything. It is... I literally have to like make an effort to see it and point the camera in the right angle if I want to take photos of that, that defect. It's that well hidden. So you won't notice it. It's cool to see that getting better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like this phone, if you want the future in your hands right now and you want to impress your friends, they're like, where's the front camera? And you fire it up and all of a sudden the thing you're just turned black and the camera shows your face. You're like, whoa, that's pretty yeah. rad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So Razer, Red Magic, lots of gaming action happening. Let's talk about the MacBooks and the Mac Mini because the reviews are out. Yeah. 
you guys don't have your review up yet, or did I miss it? Uh, no, uh, it's not up yet. Okay, it's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's coming. Okay. Uh, it's coming uh, probably about mid-February. I will put up yeah. the uh, XDA post about the recaps everything. We talked about this last week's on the show, so I don't really want to get too into it. I just want to th- get your thoughts now that the reviews are out. What's to, I'll tell you what. I'll start by saying this. I'm most excited of all these things. I'm most excited by the Mac Mini with the M2 Pro. That's it. That's yeah. me. That's where I'm at. I agree. Um, well, I I... I, I I was really excited about that because uh, last year they had they had the Mac Mini with the M1, right? Um, and then they had the the Studio with the Macs right. and the Ultra. So like they they didn't have that tier in a, in a desktop option. And so now it's it's I believe it's twelve ninety nine for the M2 Pro. Correct. So that's yep. really cool. The M2 Pro is a really good chip, um, just like the M1 Pro was. I think that was my that was my favorite tier of the you know of the M1 yeah, series. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice to see that, that in a Mac mini in a, in a desktop, uh, PC, um, the MacBook pro, the MacBook pro is a, it's a spec bump. It's a spec cool. bump, you yeah. know, and I mean, it's a decent spec, bump. if you yeah. don't have an Apple Silicon MacBook pro yet and you need to update now's the time, yeah. you might actually even look at seeing if there's discounted M1 MacBook pros available because that might still be a good deal. But basically, if you are coming from an M1 MacBook Pro, you really have to be a hardcore creator that needs that yeah. 20 or 30% bump, right? Yeah, and, and a lot of people are are talking about that. And, and I've, I've read a lot of reviews. And it's, well, compared to the M1 Pro and the M1 Max, and it's like, well, no one's, this, this isn't a phone where we would consider upgrading every year. Right. This is a this is a laptop. So no no one in their right mind, no matter how good the upgrade is, would be right. they actually think about buying an M2 Pro when they have a an M1 Pro. So that's why, like in, in Apple's presentation, they compare it to an Intel chip from you know three years ago or <laughs> you know, the, the worst funny. the worst <laughs> well the, but but that's what they do, right? I mean, you know, when when they're doing M3, probably M4, because they tend to compared to, to three years ago, that's when they'll start comparing to the M1. Yeah, right. Because they're targeting people who who are upgrading from a three-year-old laptop, right? So yeah, the products are great. Another reason I was excited about the M2 Pro uh, Mac Mini is because they have that weird limitation with the, uh, the M1 and the M2 about uh, external displays. Yes, and also number of ports. Yeah, there's a, the it's two all being fixed. Thunderbolt <laughs> ports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I like even the the M2 Mac Mini. It has uh, what is it? HDMI, two Thunderbolt ports, and then two USB A ports. Yeah. And then they correct. have two extra Thunderbolt ports on the M2 Pro. But um, the M2 only supports one external display. Correct. A second external display if the product has an HDMI port, which the Mac Mini does. Right. But. You know, now you get a third display if you get the M2 Pro. I, I, I've heard so many people talk, say that the, the MacBook Pro is overkill for most people, but it's not because, because. Well, it depends what your use case is. If you're just on the web all day. Yeah, but if you're out like, but there are people who work on the web all day that need two monitors. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that, that's why I really feel like that, that Pro, the M2 Pro chipset is really the sweet spot for so many people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What I love about it is that the M2 Pro in terms of CPU performance matches the M1 Max. Yeah. That's a cut. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. 
It's really because impressive. If you're looking yeah. at getting a studio right now, Mac Studio, what you really need the Mac Studio for is the GPU cores, nothing else. Like yeah. you're better off buying yeah. the M2 Pro Mac Mini, right? In most cases. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, That's kind I, of amazing. Obviously, they're going to refresh the, the Mac Studio at some point as well. Well, of course. Like next yeah. week, it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would. I'm surprised they didn't do it the next day, <laughs> right? Yeah, like the like the HomePod that we never yeah. talked about last week. Yeah, the HomePod yeah. came out, guys. Yeah. HomePod version 2.0, the, the big one. But we're going we're gonna to see stuff like this, you know, moving forward where they're just, they're going to announce certain products at certain times and it's going to be like, okay, so now the Mac mini is just as powerful as a Mac studio. And then, you know, a couple months later, they, yeah they refresh the Mac studio and that's how the PC market works. I'm glad that the MacBook pros and of course the Mac mini with them two pro have gotten HDMI 2.1 now yeah. because of 8k support and all that. So that's also a big, a big improvement. Which really yeah. should have been in the original MacBook Pro M1 chips, but hey, progress. I I just feel very good about this, mostly because I'm Mac Mini's always been one of the devices in my in my life, and uh, now it really makes me want to buy one. Um, <laughs> I think it's a really cool product because uh, it's it's the cheapest product that Apple sells from the Mac lineup, right? And you know, honestly, and that's the thing I want to point out that if you're, I think uh, Luke Miani did a good video about this. Or was it Dave 2D? Somebody recently made the video saying, buy, mm -hmm. I think it's Dave 2D, buy the $600 one if you need a like an entry-level Mac. Don't spend money on RAM or storage because a, you are now bringing it up to a price which doesn't make it very competitive anymore because it's $200 for mm -hmm. 16 gigs or $200 for 512 gigs. Um, and I kind of feel the same way. I uh, have a MacBook Air M2 was only 256 gigs of storage. And I, I, I didn't choose it. It just happened to be that way, uh, what, what I could get at the time. And so I was very hesitant because I knew of the performance difference mm. between the 256 and the 512 SSD, which I want to talk about in a second regarding right. the, the new MacBook Pros as well. But I decided, you know what? I, I, I can, it's my portable machine for travel. I can downscale a bit in terms of what I keep around on the device. And it's mm -hmm. worked out okay. I've got the 8256. But the, uh, I have a MacBook Air M1. That's an 8512 because I want, I want more storage. But I feel like now that I've lived with 8256, I think that if you're really wanting to get the best bang for the buck, you should buy them the Mac Mini M2 base model. Because here's the thing, and if you can spend two hundred dollars more, buy it, buy the RAM. Because three years from now, that RAM is going to come in more handy than the storage. Here's the thing: this yeah. guy, they have Thunderbolt, so get a Thunderbolt external drive, offload your videos and stuff to that. It's a desktop computer. You're gonna, you can have a permanently attached SSD to the thing, external, and store maybe all your video files and the things that are really big, and keep the OS and the apps on the two fifty six gigs, and you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it's a little more of a pain in the ass if you, for my MacBook Air M2 because I don't want to carry on an external drive, right? I do have one, but it's a pain in the ass. But for a Mac Mini, I feel like you can just, you know, buy the storage. You're probably going to get a better deal than the $200 Apple wants anyway to double the storage. Mm -hmm. But then get the RAM if you want to spend the money. The base model, though, sweet, sweet and delicious. I think it's incredible that yeah. they've dropped the price by hundred bucks. And if you're a student, you can buy it for 500. It's just like amazing. Well, the M2 is great. You can't see cause my background is blurred, but uh, I have a bunch of Intel Nooks behind me that oh, I've yeah, been testing. Oh yeah, the Nooks are cool. 
Yeah, um, well, one of them is horrible. Uh, but, but, so, but I never so, said so, they were good. I said they were well, cool. Some of them are good. So um, I have, actually have three behind me. One of them I was reviewing. One of them's from like a year ago. And it's the, the Nook Extreme, right? So this uh-huh. was the Nook 12 Extreme that I had about a year ago. It's about this tall for anybody watching at home. Okay, so it's a little uh, bigger. Yeah, and, and, and it's about this this long. But it um, you can fit... Uh, you could fit a full graphics card in, right? So it had a 65 Ooh. watt Intel CPU and you had to bring your own GPU. So it had a 2080 TI in there. They sent me this year's model. Mm-hmm. It's now this, this tall, like maybe like it's 18 no inches tall. It's no longer a NUC. The whole point of right? the NUC is. It's, it, it looks like a very small uh, tower now, but now it has uh, like a, a Core i9-13900K, which is a, you know the most powerful consumer process that Intel makes, and it's got a uh, RTX 3080 Ti in it. So there's a lot of power there, but they can't they can't get it small enough. They'll never be able to get it small enough to compete with stuff like the Mac Mini or the Mac Studio. Right. You know, um, like, and, and I get that, obviously, you know, Apple's, the, the performance on the Mac Studio is a different kind of performance than you get yeah. from, say, an RTX 3080 Ti. For sure. The third nook that I have, though, is more about the size of a uh, Mac Mini, maybe a little bit bigger, but it's got a 45-watt CPU in it, and it's got Intel Arc mobile graphics in it, which are horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Course. I actually stopped using I was testing it. I stopped using it yesterday. I'm like, I can't rely on this to be on a podcast tomorrow. So, Holy so I put it crap. Away. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's bad. Yeah. Like that's just a, audio? It, it can't handle audio? It can't handle anything. Like, things just break. You know, so Oof. but that's that's Intel's NUC drivers that that are breaking that. I just remember when the NUCs were the size of an Apple TV. That's yeah. that's when they were cool. Yeah. So yeah. like, so, if they're the size of like a, a mini tower now, that's not. There's no point. Yeah. Well, that well, that's the NUC Extreme, right? Oh, so that, sorry, that's Extreme. Fit, well, it's Extreme yeah. because you can you can put your own graphics card. In. Graphics it, it fits card. a full graphics card, but but that's the point that that apple doing what they're doing that's to me that's the real innovation that that we're seeing from apple silicon is that they can make that soc with that custom arm design right and make their yeah. own graphics and then they can put it in a package Tiny like box. the mac yeah. studio yeah. that like it, like just intel just can't can't recreate yeah it's pretty sweet so anyway uh yeah check out there'll be a bunch of reviews uh, all over the internet for these MacBook Pros and Mac Minis. But more importantly, wait for the XDR reviews because Rich yep. knows how to make everybody work like awesome, <laughs> you know, hardworking, lovely editors that he has under his watch. So check it out. Um, let's talk briefly about the SSDs. Mm-hmm. This is, I kind of like actually get back to Dave2D. He said, look, the only time you're going to notice the fact that the SSD is slower on the base models is when you're doing when you're working with large files and like so you know uh or you're batching a whole bunch of large files like doing some batch raw editing in adobe you know any of the adobe uh, photo editing stuff or if you're doing like video editing of course but for the average person even doing some basic video editing and photo editing you will not notice and that's been my experience coming from the m1 air with 512 and going to the m2 air with 256 i am not noticing a speed difference for the kind of do stuff i do um that being said it's odd to me that they chose to you know basically put a half chip right like one out of two chips 
on the base MacBook Pros uh, M2 Pro this year. Um, because that that's a pro machine. You'd think that they would have put, you know, right. instead of one 512 chip, put two 256 or something. I guess maybe it's a supply chain optimization thing. They want to streamline everything, but that kind of hurts a little bit to me. Considering the M1s, none of the M1s had this limitation. That's yeah, that's the, the frustrating thing, right? That the what why did they it's a pro it's a pro machine and it's a lot of money. Yeah. What is, I mean it, it's it's Nineteen ninety nine for the fourteen and yeah. twenty four. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to make compromises. Like it's like yeah, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna realize it, but you're gonna know it's there. <laughs> yeah, it, it bothers me on the pro machines. I'm okay on the yeah. the Mac Mini and the you know sure the regular Mac Mini, not the Pro and the you know the MacBook Air. But I, I feel like uh, that is that is Apple being a little weird. Um, and that's why I called it in my in my topics on email I sent you. Apple SSD gate. SSD dun, gate. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it's it's SSD gate part two, really. Yeah, it is really right because there's been so many SSD gates. Yeah. Um, tell me about those LG Gram laptops because the only thing I know because I didn't play with them is that oh. one of them has a like the entire palm rest is one yeah. piece and the trackpad is kind of delimited by these lines, which I think is really yeah. like blue led lines, which is cool. I just, I want to, I want to start off with just the design of this product. And like, um, it has that, uh, kind of ir- iridescent look. Is that the yeah, word I'm looking it, for? It right? looks pearlescent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, because LG, when they announced these things, their press images were horrible. That's pretty typical of LG, though. I know, but it's like, it's <laughs> like I, I, that's why when I saw them in person, I was so blown away. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is also that their Gram laptops historically have not been pretty devices. Right. They've no, been they've the, pretty been very utilitarian, right? Yeah. They've been gray. Uh, they're they're made of, a, you know, a magnesium alloy that usually tends to feel like plastic because- they prioritize lightweight over everything else. Right. Hence the name Graham. Yes. Yes. And it's also, they always had a weird keyboard with like these blocky letters on it. It was just such a weird vibe uh, to use it because it's, it just wasn't normal. So this, anyway, they actually made a modern, pretty laptop with the LG Looks Graham good, style. Right? Yeah. It's beautiful. I was blown away. And one of the reasons I was blown away also was because laptops this year are going to be boring. Uh, they were fairly boring at CES. Uh, no, but the- <laughs> Wait, Rich, I could say that about laptops in general forever now. It's been pretty boring, okay? Listen, laptops are very exciting. All right. <laughs> I mean, the guts of laptops are very exciting. Uh, well, everybody everybody redesigned their laptops last year for with Intel's 12th gen chips. Right. Uh, so this year we're seeing a lot of spec bumps. Mm-hmm. So the LG Gram style is actually a new product, starting with that beautiful color, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the the touchpad, which uh, it's borderless, right? It's a haptic touchpad, similar to what we've seen from the Dell XPS 13 right. Plus. Like you mentioned, though, there's one big difference, which is that the big improvement. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> there, there are lights on the side that tell you where the touchpad ends. Uh, which Dell did not do. Dell Dell said you'll rely on muscle memory. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I I tried it out at CES and uh, it's awesome. It's a beautiful device. It's 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 something that like I really appreciate laptops that are 
like that you can look at and just appreciate. Yeah, a pretty laptop is a good thing in my book. Yeah. And this looks pretty. And more importantly, it's super light. They still are doing yeah. that thing. And yeah. I love that there's an Ethernet port. Yeah. Like with a little cover thing, <laughs> like the things that slide, like, you know, like opens up. It's kind yeah. of crazy to me. They've always but been they good don't have full size SD. Imports. They only have micro SD. Yeah. Well, no one does uh, full size SD anymore. Apple does again. <laughs> um, no one does it in. Does, does, in does, those that, thin does, does lights, Apple yeah. do it in the 14? Yeah. 14 and 16, All I right, think. They win on that one. And, and I don't say that they win often. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. But uh, yeah, it's it's very rare to find a full size SD card slot in you know a fourteen inch laptop. Correct. Which I'm looking at your photos and they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice looking laptop. Check it out, folks. I'm going to link to Rich's uh, CS story. Yeah. I can't believe it's late January. We're still talking about CS stuff, but it's also got a fourteen inch twenty eight eighty by eighteen hundred display at ninety hertz. Nice OLED, if I did say it. Is it OLED? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that makes sense. LG makes OLED screens, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. You see, this is pissing me off now because why did they stop making phones? You see this and you're like, you're still making laptops. Clearly, you are not selling a lot of laptops, LG, like in the yeah. US or in the world. And yet you could have continued this little cottage industry of mobile. Why didn't you? It's very, it's very sad. I still have an LG Wing, which is one of the last ones. That's, just a, that's the one I'm never no. giving it up ever. No, never, never. I'm just, <laughs> believe the word I want to use is vexed by this. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I could go on about LG phones and- We could get, you know, we could get like a whole bunch of people together and go on about LG. Yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> the good oh, and the man. bad. All right, well, listen, there's a whole bunch of OnePlus stuff uh, beyond, beyond the OnePlus 11 that we have, I have, and that I can't talk about, nor can I talk about the buds. You're going to have to wait till later. But I can tell you that there's, a, of course, this event happening on the 7th of February in India. It's going to be a big deal. But it seems like it's going to be a bigger deal than I thought. I thought initially we were just going to get the OnePlus 11 and the buds. Okay, great, blah, blah, blah prioritizing India makes sense. But now we're finding out that A, there's a OnePlus 11R coming potentially alongside. That's an India and China market-only device. Last year's OnePlus 10R, if you're keeping track at home here, folks, was essentially the same as that crazy Realme. It was the first phone that introduced 150-watt charging. One of the two first. They were twins. Like the Realme phone the Neo 3, whatever it was, yeah. Realme GT Neo 3, and the OnePlus 10R were twins. They were identical, essentially, and they had a 150-watt charging, and they had a Dimensity chipset. But this is the successor. Isn't it kind of surprising for them to be announced together? It is a bit weird, but I think yeah. that the 11R is going to undercut the 11, probably by having, sure. I guess, Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 or something, and yeah. some other things. I think it's yeah. going to be different enough, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe they're just making, you know, kind of like, remember the Oppo Find X5 Pro had like a Chinese MediaTek version that was slightly cheaper, and maybe yeah. cosmetically they will be identical? I don't know. That would be weird, yeah. but oh well. But um, yeah, so we, we know nothing about anything that's happening at this event besides those those two products the two things we can't talk right? about yeah, yeah the two things we can't talk about other than that i mean i was i was told originally that that this was going to be a big launch 
Me too. They're going to launch a bunch of stuff. So so uh, I was a little surprised when it was just those two things we can't talk about. Uh, so seeing all these leaks uh, is actually getting me a little hyped. Me too. So also we've got a tablet potentially yeah. called the OnePlus Tab. Uh, so again, Head. I'm going to link to a whole bunch of XDA stories that recap all of this. And then there is a mechanical keyboard as well. Well, that we'd heard before. Um, so what's yes. got you most excited? Uh, me? Yeah, you. I'm not one. For, yeah, not the other person that's here. Nobody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big mechanical keyboard guy. Neither am I. But but that's kind of the thing that has me the most excited, just because it's so it's so outside of what OnePlus does. But it's also so perfectly OnePlus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's totally <laughs> something they would do. Right. Right. But that's like they, they don't make any kind of computing products. Most companies would probably decide to start with a laptop or something. No, they're just, just making no. a keyboard. Yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> Just go nuts with a keyboard. I, I, I'm I'm also excited about the tablet just because I want to see them expand. Yeah. I'm disappointed that I didn't know about the tablet because that means that uh, it's probably not coming to- Coming to our market, yeah. our market. But yeah, I'd like to see them build out an ecosystem. Like, like this is, obviously, it's, if you want to be successful in mobile, that's that's- what you have to try to do, right? Samsung's doing it. Apple's doing it. Google, That's that was their whole message at their, their Pixel event last year, right? So yeah. I'd like to see OnePlus do it as well. They have a watch. They have a phone. They have buds. <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me tablets and me, yeah. everything no, else. I, I think that we're not going to get the tablet. It's so rumored yeah. to be 11.6 inches in metal, which is gigantic. And I'm um, looking at the mechanical keyboard. It looks like there's some sort of kind of like dial as well on the keyboard, which looks really interesting. Like maybe it's a mm. volume button or something you can program. But it looks pretty slick. And then, of course, the 11R, which I think, I think it's going to be detuned 11, possibly cosmetically identical, but possibly slightly different. We'll find out on the 7th, guys. And it's funny that we don't know any of this. It's so interesting how they compartmentalize yeah. it all, right? You'd think they would it at is. least like, under the same embargo that we have for the phone and the buds that they would give us the rest of it and say like, Hey, by the way, this is also coming. You, you know, prime your pipes for the news, right? <laughs> but no, we can't prime our pipes for the news. We can complain about PR in general for, for all this, because I've seen so many companies, uh, so many companies, they give you, they, they feed you the U S news and then it turns out to only be one part of the story. And then you miss a bunch of stuff. Motorola used to be really big on doing stuff like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not a product for our market or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But do you remember no, I, th they would announce like new Moto G devices. That now they just have completely separate Moto G lineups. Correct. Um, but they, they used to they they would announce four. Three of them would be in the US and they would only tell us about the three. And then we'd all have to update our stories after embargo time. I know. Hey, look, I, I have to say the the PR folks at OnePlus US are awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's not really their fault. Like, I feel like they're not even getting the data, right? They're not even yeah. finding out about the stuff. No, they're, they're not deciding what we get to know. Because they're, they're amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I mean, we'll find out. I think um, it's nice to have some surprises too, right? Like, yeah. you know, one of the things about us being tech journalists is that, you know, a lot of the stuff that you read about when an embargo lifts, we've been living for weeks. And yeah. 
and it kind of kind of takes away the excitement in some ways. Like we get our yeah. we get our kind of like you know our hit of dopamine when we get the phone in the and the box and we unbox it and we start using it, right? But we don't, you know, you guys. Every time you get the, get the news from us, we're like we're jaded about it. We're like whatever, move on, <laughs> you know. And it's kind of sad because, like honestly, I feel like it it kind of dulls the excitement. And, and I have to say that. I think OnePlus did a pretty good job at managing the fact that the OnePlus 11 launched in China on January 4th and, and because they yeah. gave us devices pretty quickly. But I feel like that's another thing, right? Like we already know everything about the phones. Like if you want to know about the OnePlus 11 right now, folks, just Google it because right. somebody bought a Chinese model and reviewed it already. I am 100% sure. Probably somebody named Ben Sin. No, I'm joking. Ben <laughs> didn't do that yet. But, <laughs> no. but Ben, of course, would be one of the folks to do that. But it does kind of make it harder for us to get excited about. You ben know, is doing ours, by the way. Of course he is. Yeah, course. <laughs> ben, ben is like, I cannot believe how much Ben writes and how quickly and how prolific he is. He's Even his videos, incredible. like how quickly he turns them around. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm blessed with an amazing. You have staff the best freaking team, man. We like, really do. Seriously, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, every one of them. I did read your, your, because, you know, of course, one of the things I do when I invite a guest is I look at what they've written in the recent months and weeks. <laughs> and I was reading your story about uh, how you told your audience how you do reviews and who does what. Uh, and that was very, yes. it's very interesting to me. I yes. Like, oh. So yeah. that's how it works. Uh-huh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of our commitment, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's, it's a good thing. Yeah. All right. So. Wait, 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 um, wait. You haven't said out of those three products, which one you're most excited about. Oh, that's true. I haven't. Honestly, I kind of feel like it's a mechanical keyboard. I'm yeah. not a keyboard person, but I kind of want it's to see cool, how outrageous. <laughs> I know. I want to see how outrageous that thing's going to be. And I kind of want to get one just for the, you know, the, yeah. the S and giggles of it. Yeah. Because the 11R is going to be, you know, meh. I mean, it's not going to be a bad phone at all. I'm just, it's not going to be anything better than the 11. And yeah. I already, I already have that. So they've been doing the R series for a while now. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's nothing we're ever going to see. And then right. the tablet, honestly, yeah, that's got me on level. That's my second choice. Like I, I would, mm-hmm. I would dig a tablet from from OnePlus. And then, uh, yeah, the, the definitely the keyboard is the first one uh, out of all of mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I am hoping that we see more from OnePlus this year um, than another phone in the fall. Like I want to see maybe another watch. Honestly, you know why? Yeah, that'll be- why? Because I know there was a lot of bugs and the software is kind of iffy in the early days, but I've been actually using the watch on and off for almost two years now and it's solid now. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not Huawei. Like the still think Huawei GT series watches were my favorite yeah. and absolutely were, but it's close and it's a nice watch, but it needs an update. It needs, it needs, you know, it needs a second gen. And that's why yeah. I think they've done so many earbuds. Now they've done multiple gens of earbuds. I need, we need to see another watch. I just, I, yeah, I'd like to see another watch from them as well. I, like I said, I want to see a, a proper one plus ecosystem of devices that work together. I want to see their TVs come to North America. Yeah. All that stuff, but like, they don't go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Because they have TVs in India, guys. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. It's like Honor. Honor has TVs. I never yeah. I never remember until I see one and I'm like, like yeah, an right. NWC yeah. or something. 
or at uh, at Ifa. It was Ifa that I saw them, and I was like, oh. we saw one in Shenzhen. Yeah, well, we're in Shenzhen, but that made yeah. sense because yeah. <laughs> well, we but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when we go for the normal, like, we're trying to cover the phones and the announcements, you know, like the Honor seventy at Ifa, right? Like that was a big thing. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, look, a TV. Oh, right. They make TV. Oh, right. Yeah. TVs. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting to think about. Does Huawei make TVs? Huawei's got to make TVs. I'm sure they do. Yeah. They make everything. They make I cars. I haven't kept track of what Huawei makes in a while. I just returned my P50 Pro mm. uh, to the PR folk, and I requested a Mate 50 Pro. Yeah. Um, they said, stay tuned, which probably means it's not going to happen. But yeah. The I'm, camera I'm on always that. interested in their camera uh, hardware. Yeah, that's kind of why I want to try it out because, yeah. yeah, I mean, the P50 Pro camera was pretty impressive, honestly. Very similar to the Honor Magic 4 Pro. So yeah. putting them side by side, I was like, hmm, interesting. But yeah, it's too bad we can't talk about OnePlus, but, you know, stay tuned. It's coming soon. And, uh, you know, there'll be a lot to talk about. So... <laughs> Oh man, one plus. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned Moto earlier, and and as a couple of things about Moto that I want to just bring up. Number one is uh, Moto G phones have been launched abroad. The only reason I'm bringing this up and linking to them is because if you take a look, this is very likely what our new Moto G series is going to look like in the US later this year. So far, we've only gotten the Moto G Play for 2023. I did mention it couple of podcasts ago, I did a bin, kind of a mini review on the show. Uh, $169, very affordable, very slow, but it gets the job done. And the big question, and I think Marquez asked the big question too. Surprisingly, Marquez actually did a review of that phone. But really? the context was, should you buy a OnePlus 8 Pro for $250 instead kind of thing? Ooh. And the answer is yes, <laughs> absolutely. You should buy the OnePlus 8 Pro, even though it, it's falling off the cliff in terms of updates very soon, right? Because yeah. it but is such a better experience than a $169 phone that's brand new from Moto. If you're right? spending $200, do you care about updates? Probably I mean, not. And that's my point. At, like the OnePlus 8 Pro, that was the 120 hertz one. I think the 7 the, Pro was 90 hertz. And then correct. I think the 8, yeah. 8 Pro was 120. Like, like that was nice. That was that was really also the first one that had wireless wireless charging. charging. Yeah, yeah. So I think that these Moto Gs here, there's like a G seventy three, a G fifty three, a G twenty three, and a G thirteen, are probably going to yeah. give us a gamut of what we're going to get in the G series, like for the the G Power, which we haven't seen yet, the G regular four G, the G Stylus. I don't think any of these have a stylus, but we're expecting these four G phones. Then we're expecting a G five G, and then we're expecting a G Stylus five G as well. This is what I'm based on last year, right? So I don't think we ever get a a regular G in the U. Us, do we? Uh, just the G5G. Do we? Okay. We did right. get the G5G last year. I will take it. It's your very confusing because it is. you know they dropped the E series, which is what the Moto G mm -hmm. Play, the one sixty nine dollar phone, it essentially yeah. is. And then they the G is proliferated into a big mess. Like I kind of feel like you know how for a while their HTC was making so many phones and we couldn't keep mm -hmm. track. And it yeah. was the beginning of the downhill slide for them. That's what happens. You, you, you. F they found success with the Moto G, right? That's the only tier where they really, they really yeah, found and, success. And it's funny because every year I think they're going to slide down the slippery slope because they have a proliferation of G models, but they actually somehow managed to continue making them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just to me the the Moto G brand doesn't 
doesn't mean what it once did. Um, if they did come out with a regular Moto G last year, I have to look that up because because for a while G five G on the the five G one, they didn't okay. come with a four G Moto G. I don't think, or maybe in okay. some markets, but but um, they used to they used to just be all about having the most value for the price, right? And I think it started it used to be like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, now I think it's around three hundred, and they did that for a while. Just it was just value for price, value for price, and they stopped doing that strategy and they seem to have focused on having one feature that you really want. Right. Which would be a stylus or a really big battery or something like that. Or a, a supposedly mm-hmm. decent camera system, which never happens. Right. 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 So, so they, they turn into specialty phones. Like, yes, you can get a, a phone with a pen for 300 bucks. That's, that's the value proposition now, rather than just ha- getting a really good phone for that price. So now, if you just want the value, that's not what you're getting anymore. Right. Right. So that's always, it's not simple anymore. It's not a yeah. nice, well-rounded phone anymore. Like, right. you know, they used to be metal and glass with NFC and everything. Then most of the Moto G's don't have NFC and, right. and most of them are full plastic now. And it's yeah. just like, it doesn't feel quite as exciting to me. Like you're not taking a flagship and scaling it down in right. every way, because it just becomes, it really feels like a cheap budget phone made for the carriers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I have a friend that used to buy one every single year, uh, which, which is weird because we usually associate that type of behavior with people that buy iPhones or Samsung Galaxy S phones, people that buy expensive phones. You don't think of someone that buys a Moto G as someone who's upgrading every year, but he just loved his Moto G so much. Right. And he stopped when they made the stylus. Because he said, I, I, he was asking me, because I'm the guy to ask right. in my group of friends, so, you know, which one's the one to buy this year? And I was like, well, the stylus is the, the highest spec. He's I don't want a stylus. He said, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what about, where's the, where's the good one? That's just a regular good phone. And Well, I kind of feel like OnePlus uh, has taken that mantle on with the, yeah. uh, the Nord N series, right? Like, yeah. okay, so the, the Nord N300 that recently came out last year at the end of the year is... V- kind of minimum minimum acceptable in my opinion right it's still mm-hmm. okay but i would actually if you're looking for a phone in that price range 200 ish dollars right now i would really look at the oneplus n20 5g mm. from about yeah. a nine months ago that is a really solid phone around it has an oled display only 60 hertz but man it's a nice screen the camera is decent well, performance is decent everything's decent I, I, did the camera get better it's not great, but it's better than the Motos, 100%. I'm just saying. Okay. You know? There were some significant problems that I had with, with that camera. Just The, the N20? Yeah. Yeah, where, where just, just colors were wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that they fixed this in the update since, because I've been using it for I'm gonna a while. I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to... I'm gonna... But I, I uh, reviewed it, it for Hot Hardware, folks, if you want to check it out. It was $282. Now you can probably get it for less than that. And honestly, of all the N series, it yeah. was my favorite yet. It was it was a beautiful device. And you know, I said earlier how much I enjoy beautiful devices. <laughs> that's right. But the hardware was, it was really slick. It was really slick hardware. That's, that's a cool phone. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then speaking of Moto, as I said, I had two things. The second thing is I wanted everybody to know, I have the uh, Moto Edge 30 Fusion, Ooh. which is the, uh, let me take it out of its little plastic case as well. It's the um, 
the Pantone Magenta model they announced late oh. last year. So let's see if that comes through on the Skype. There it is. Nice. It's pretty, right? And speaking of pretty, it's also super thin. Yeah. And it's got a Snapdragon 888 Plus. But spec-wise, other than the size of the battery and the 888 Plus, it's almost identical. Same camera system, same speakers, same pretty much everything, 68 watt charging, as the ThinkPhone we saw at CES. Mm. So it shares a lot of similarities with that. Uh, the screen on the ThinkPhone is flat, and this is curved, but it's the same size display, 144 hertz. So there's a lot of things to love about that phone because I believe they have a good discount on it. What's got me excited about, the reason I wanted it, is because it is a basically the Moto Edges we don't get. The, the ones that are sold abroad that are always better than our Moto Edges. And you can now buy this in the US and use it and it's compatible with all the bands. And it's a really nice phone. Now, it, I would call it a premium mid-range with a Snapdragon 888 Plus in 2023. Sure. But, Which is no slouch, yeah. right? <laughs> if you want something cool... Um, this has the only thing that's missing is wireless charging, which the thing phone has. And of course you don't get the mil spec stuff, but right. it comes in a box that smells like roses to match the color. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so it comes with earbuds that match the color. Let me see if I can show you that. The earbuds are right here. Oh my um, God. they're kind of like translucent lid and they're like a purpley kind of darker version of the same magenta Pantone. And all of this, I think you can get for less than 600 bucks from Moto. But the thing is, I was surprised when I unboxed it. The, the, it's the box that smells like roses. And because of that, the phone and the earbuds are slowly decaying in half-life, smelling less like roses every day. <laughs> but if I put it to my nose, it smells like freaking roses. It's kind of weird. You just, you just got to store it in the box at night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. It's just, uh, it's just a cool phone. If you are looking for a Moto phone that is higher end, that's metal and glass, beautifully made, that hasn't been contaminated by Verizon's fingers, mm. right? This is the one to get. Like, sure, you're not going to get millimeter wave. There's no wireless charging. Those are the two things you're not going to get. But I want to see 888 Plus, come on. Are you going to complain about 888 Plus? No. <laughs> I love everything you just said. That is so cool. I love that it's a scented box. That's awesome. You need to I, just bring uh, Kristen and get uh, one. Yeah, that's her. just do it. <laughs> that's gonna happen. Like as soon as it goes announced, I I literally said as soon as you have one, you send me this. It's so cool. I mean, look at it. It's so hot. Beautiful. Like, Beautiful. It's amazing. Sorry, it's actually a fake leather back, and I just put it back in its case. That's why it was shiny. But if I um hold it without the case on it. Oof. And my camera's white balance doesn't give it justice. It looks more orange and red here. It's actually magenta. Think T-Mobile. That's the color it is. But a Pantone. It's an official Pantone color. So, and nice. man, it smells like freaking roses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's it. I mean, not very busy week. No, nobody's doing anything this week. No, but <laughs> next week, oh boy. You yeah. should uh, stay tuned because Samsung's launching their phones. So we should have a lot whoa, to talk whoa, about. Whoa. They're launching phones and, and laptops. books. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that public <laughs> knowledge now? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've just, I, I just read the leaks. I, I don't, I have no oh, idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about the leaks as well, but yeah. yeah, there's laptops. I forgot about that. Are you excited yeah. about the laptops? What you saw in the leaks? Yeah. Yeah. We've covered the leaks of the phones. I, mean, I think last week and the week before. 
I'm always it's kind very... of excited about Samsung laptops, though. I really love the the Book Two Pro. Um, the biggest, I, th- I think, the biggest complaints of because remember they all had AMOLED displays. Uh, they were all sixteen by nine, and uh, but but they were full HD AMOLED. Like there was no four K options or anything, even on the the fifteen point six inch models. So that, yeah. but uh, but I still appreciate because I mean. AMOLED on a laptop. I'm I mean, yeah, taken. no, no, they're, they're, they're yeah. going to, I'm sure they're going to be great. Yeah. I mean, the phones are going to be very evolutionary and that's totally what I expect. Mm. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have a two or three year old Samsung flagship right now, you shouldn't be checking them out. Right. Like, and that's the, exactly the thing. It's like, it's like those yeah. MacBooks, right? Like if you're an M1 pro MacBook, you're not going to go to an M2 pro MacBook. I, I think it. that, I think that a lot of phone companies, I think Apple has realized this already, which is that, most people are not going to upgrade their phone every year anymore. Like they did, you know, maybe five or 10 years ago. I think it was a lot more common. Um, And if you're targeting someone who bought the phone two years ago or even three years ago, um, it doesn't need to be exciting compared to, you know, the S22. No. It needs to be exciting compared to the S21 or the S20. And I think that's what we're going to see at this event. We're going to see just, you know, you're probably not going to want to buy an S23 Ultra if you have an S22 Ultra, but you might want to upgrade from the 21 Ultra. For example. But I also, I think that's going to be a trend in the industry just moving forward. In general, yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. We'll have that in great depth at that point. And Rich, thanks for being on the show. Do you want to tell folks where they can find you on the internet, all your social media stuff? I am on Twitter, at the Rich Woods, and um, I'm also on xda-developers.com overseeing things that other people right now <laughs> mr editor-in-chief yeah are you on instagram at all yes same handle the rich woods i post cool, pictures cool. there nothing too exciting ah come on it's yeah. always fun to post pictures yeah yeah right so folks you know where to find me i'm at tank girl that's t-n-k-g-r-l both on twitter and instagram if you want to chat about this podcast with me and rich please hit us up on twitter and uh, yeah, Instagram is the same handle at Tankerl, T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character, Drop the Vows. And uh, I've got pictures of phones, pictures of cars, pictures of food, pictures of travel. Not a lot of pictures of people, but, but it's all taken with phones. So check out my Instagram. The podcast lives at mobiletechpodcast.com. We're on all the major platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. And uh, of course, if your app lets you rate or review the show, please consider doing that. There's a couple of YouTube channels as well you should probably subscribe to and like the videos and click the little bell to get notified and tell your friends and comment. Comment about the podcast on the YouTube videos. The channels are youtube.com slash mobile tech podcast and youtube.com slash mobile tech more. I've been posting about two or three times a week on the uh, main channel. So you should actually uh, get more videos from me this year because the last six months I was kind of really like a daisy call about it. So more unboxing videos, more little pieces and bits. And so check it out. Also, I want to remind you of the Patreon. So if you want to help this podcast out, and I can certainly use your help, make me continue doing this. It's been five years and we're still cruising along, but you know, it's, uh, it's tough. So any support you can 
muster would be great. So consider the Patreon, patreon.com slash tankgirl. That's patreon.com slash tnkgrl. There's a bunch of things there. There's a Discord server you can join to chat with me. There is, more importantly, I think the one that most people are going for is the video version of the podcast. You get to see us on video with less edits, talking about phones and laptops and tech, and, you know, showing devices on the camera and stuff like that a day or so ahead of the audio version and you can watch it and enjoy it. And it's a good time. There's also other perks there. I'm going to be doing a monthly video call with my Patreons, So consider that as well. So, you know, if you can help out, that'd be great. If you can't with Patreon or you don't like Patreon, I get it. Consider uh, clicking through the PayPal link in the show notes. Buy me a coffee for $5. You know, I like my coffee. This, this podcast is fueled by coffee. I literally have one before I start the show. You often see me drink it if you watch the video. So you know how it goes. And then, of course, I want to thank our sponsor, Mint Mobile. So as you know, I'm constantly reviewing multiple phones. And while that's fun, it also means I'm constantly spending a lot of money for wireless service on multiple SIMs. That's where Mint Mobile comes in. And that's who I'm partnering with for today's podcast. If you also want to save money on your wireless service, switch to Mint Mobile. As tech-savvy early adopters, you've probably heard of Mint Mobile before, but let me quickly tell you how awesome their service is. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month, and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage, speed, or data. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network. They keep costs low because they sell direct to you online. They cut out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? In my experience testing phones, Mint Mobile delivers the same data speeds and call quality as the big three for a fraction of the cost. Switching to Mint is super easy. Thanks to their eSIMs, you can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. No more standing around and waiting in line at a big wireless store. You can keep your current device and phone number and easily switch services. And if your phone isn't eSIM compatible, Mint will ship you a new SIM free of charge. All Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text, lightning fast 5G, and free mobile hotspot. Mint will show you how much data you use each month and recommend plans that save you money. Mint also offers a modern family plan that lets you set up a super affordable family plan with as little as two lines. Use my link mintmobile.com slash mobile tech to get premium wireless starting for $15 a month. That's mintmobile.com slash mobile tech. Stop paying more than you need on your wireless bill and start saving big with Mint Mobile. And I also want to thank you, Rich, for being my guest. Thanks so much for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. Well, listen, we'll have you on the show at some point in the future. And folks, you know, we'll have a show next week. So stay tuned for that. Until then, cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.